0: You've got questions. We've got all the answers when it comes to sex and more. This is The A to Z of Sex with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Every week, we pick a series of topics that you've been wanting to know about. It's an encyclopedia of sex, intimacy, relationships, and so much more than that. Let's get things started. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to The A to Z of Sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. I'm a sex and intimacy coach and psychologist, and I've spent the last 30-plus years helping people to create hot and healthy sexual and intimate relationships. We are working our way through the erotic alphabet one letter at a time. Today, the letter is J, and J is for jacking and jilling off. So today, we're talking about masturbation. Joining me today to explore the letter J is Terrence Scott. He's been a percussionist since 1973 and has been beating anything that might create an interesting sound or build a rhythm since then. He teaches workshops on creating a human drum circle and raises sexual energy through rhythm and percussion. We've been in an authority transfer-based relationship for the past 10 years and married for the past four and a half. Welcome to the show.
2: Hey, how are
1: you? I'm good. So let's talk about this for a second. So in some circles, jacking off is actually called jerking off. But in England, jacking off is the common term. And I was over 40 before I actually heard the term jill off. And I found it terribly amusing because I really saw no reason to use a different term for women than for men, since both terms are talking about masturbation. I wanted to start out with some facts about masturbation. So I'm going to give you a couple of facts and then let's discuss. First of all, whether you know it or not. Just about everyone masturbates. The most recent research has 95% of men and 89% of women admitting to masturbating. Masturbating is not only normal, it has health benefits, especially for men, because masturbating lowers the risk of prostate cancer. So, were you aware of that? Actually, I was. I uh,
2: I take my, my health Seriously, and also my <laughs> sexual health quite seriously. So, yeah, when, when I discovered that at the ripe age of 40, that it was a good thing to do, any and all guilt that I may have had on the subject went right away.
1: It's funny, you know, guilt is one of those topics for people, depending on how you were raised and what kind of a religious background you have, guilt is one of the issues that people carry around masturbation. Um, I certainly had some guilt, but that pretty much went by the time I was sort of 20 when I learned that it was considered a a healthy part of your sex life. Um, But um, a lot of people carry guilt and shame up, up through their whole lives because all of their early conditioning tells them that masturbation is not appropriate. And so I spend a lot of time with clients working on the fact that, yes, masturbation is, is actually good for you and it's something that they should do.
2: It, it, it's kind of scary for a lot of people to think outside the box that they grew up in.
1: Yes. Yeah, very. So let me give you another fact. 50 to 60% of women use vibrators or sexual toys when they masturbate. Now, when I started out, the only vibrator that was available was this white plastic thing. Um, women in my age group in the listening audience will know exactly what I'm talking about. It, it was kind of penis shaped and it was this hard, cold plastic. And I'll tell you a funny story about this. You're um, talking about the quote unquote back massager? I don't know. if it, I don't even remember if that's what it said. Right. But it was it was just right. Yes. And what I remember is that um, I tried it because a friend tried it and said, you should try this. And I tried it and I didn't like it because there was no give. So I was like, why would you do this? But I was about 12 at the time and um, I found some pornography that I wrote, some erotica that I wrote at that age. And I was talking with some friends about this recently that the idea, I described it as a cold, hard dick. And I thought that was really funny because I have yet to come across a cold, hard dick. And I couldn't figure out where I got that idea from. And it was only when I was preparing for this radio show that I realized that that's probably where I got the idea. Because to me, that vibrator represented a dick. Right? So that was my, my idea of penis was this hard, cold, white thing. <laughs> Very unpleasant. So that's probably where it came from in terms of my erotica, which I think is absolutely hysterical. But these days you have so many choices. Um, And one of the best choices that you've got, in my humble opinion, is the crescendo by mystery vibe. And the reason that I love the crescendo so much is that you can actually, um, it's, it's bendy. So, You can adapt it to suit it for actually having sex with a partner or using it on your own. Uh, There are a whole bunch of rhythms and there are six motors. So there's countless possibilities if you think about it. There are many programmed vibration patterns, but you can actually make your own unique pattern. Crescendo is loved by all from Women's Health to Forb, and you can get it from mysteryvibe.com. So if you head over to mysteryvibe.com, that's a great place to pick up the Crescendo. This is a fabulous vibrator if you like insertables. There are also a lot of new clitoral stimulators that you can try that make masturbation a very new and interesting experience for women. These are um, suction toys, um, and uh, most women I know swear by them. Orgasm in zero to 60 seconds. <laughs> um, I like them, but I actually seem to like the vibration toys better. Have you any experience with the male masturbation toys? Um, I have tried the sleeve.
2: Mm-hmm. I haven't tried any of the vibrators yet. What did you think of the sleeve? Um, well it was slightly better than a hand but not much okay i mean it for for those of us guys who have who have gone that route it's basically like somebody made a silicone sock that you could put your dick in sorry trust me the guys out there will know about the sock
1: so, what is it? I mean, you say it's slightly better. Why is it slightly better than a hand? What makes it slightly better?
2: The problem with with most people's hands, um, um if they do any kind of work, your hand tends to be a bit on the uh, rough side. Even well, if even if you use lotions, lube. it's got calluses. You should use lube, no lotion. Yick, lotion, uh, lube. Uh, trust me. It <laughs> it doesn't make that much of a difference because it's still rough. It's, it's a hand and I'm sorry, your cock knows it's a hand. Okay. The tube on the other hand is textured in such a way that it at least mimics a vagina. Okay. So it's, it's better than your hand, but it's, Okay, we'll we'll say that it's
1: maybe two steps above a hand. But you haven't tried any of the um, um, ones that vibrate yet? Nope, haven't haven't had the need yet. I don't think it's about need. I think it's about fun. Well, I I, I happen to
2: have a really good partner. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you.
1: Yeah, no. Okay, so that's interesting. So here's another fact. Masturbation does not take long. The average man lasts three minutes and 45 seconds when masturbating. There's less consensus on how long an average woman takes to reach orgasm when jilling off. Figures range from 20 seconds. Yes, I did say 20 seconds to two minutes. Masturbation to orgasm is a better sleep aid than any sleeping pills anywhere. So did you know that it can be that quick? For a guy? Yes. Yeah. Did you know it could be that quick for a woman?
2: Yes, as a matter
1: of fact, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you live with a woman. I know. I know. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, I find it fascinating, and I kind of tried it out to see, well, actually, how long do I take? And um, yeah, sometimes 30 seconds does it. And what it is is that um, I think it's deceptive because we do a lot of our preparation before we lay a hand on ourselves. Yes, Right, so the fantasy and the mind is what gets you started. Usually, if you're going to use pornography or if you're going to um, read erotica, so all of that happens before you actually touch yourself. Yes, and I think if we actually included the, the the mind time, we would find that it wasn't quite 20 seconds, but um, but we don't include the mind time, so it's, it's actually from start to finish when you touch yourself. It can be very quick, but in fact, it doesn't have to be, and um. That's one of the things I'm going to talk with you a bit about later is that um, there's actually some utility in taking your time with masturbation and doing it like um, a date. I, I, I spoke with um, a sexologist on one of my shows when I, I think I was doing M is for Masturbation um, on, on my podcast, and she was talking about having a date with herself. And that she could spend an entire day where what she was doing was being erotic with herself. And so when I say that, a lot of people think that's really an amusing thing. But actually, um, there's a lot of utility in exploring so that you know what, what works for you and what doesn't work for you before you take it to a partner. Trying something new as well as you can on your own gives you an idea of how you might respond when you're with a partner. So it's a good way to go. It also means that you are always in charge of your own pleasure, which I do think is an important piece because there's a lot of unpartnered people out there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. um, I think, unfortunately, you're going to find that with most men, jacking off is simply a means to an end.
1: So what? The means is to have the orgasm? or
2: They want to get off. They want to do it. Get done, get off, move on. Hmm. The the idea of it being a day-long process for most guys is
1: you're asking too much of them. Well, I think it's the same for most women. (laughs) I mean, let's be serious. I think it's the same for most women, right? You're not going to be – most women would be like, oh, you're talking about what, spending um, – an hour, a half an hour, whatever, right? Right. A day? What are you talking about? I don't have that kind of time. And but i do. I, but I don't think it's it's something that you do all the time. I think it's yeah. something that you do um, on occasion for for a purpose that you give yourself that space and you make it de- deliberately giving yourself that space. Um, most of us don't have a full free day to devote to masturbation regularly. Some people swear by it and swear by making that space to have that full free day. But, you know, I I don't think that's usual for most people. Definitely not. Okay. So on to the next fact. There are over 500 names or terms for masturbation. The term masturbation obviously isn't very exciting, Uh, And I think that's probably why so many euphemisms have been created. If you Google it, check out Refinery29 has a really great video with all the names. Now, we're about one minute from break. um, And so I'm going to leave you with that. Some of you may choose to phone in in the break and have some questions about masturbation or about, indeed, any other topic to do with sex and relationships. And I would be happy to answer them for you in the next segment or later in the show. So, I will look forward to seeing you all back in about 30 seconds to two minutes' time.
0: Explore your deeper desires. Listen, learn, and live sexy here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. TheSexyLifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. This is the A to Z of sex featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails too. Send them to Lori Beth at DrLoriBethBisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the second segment. We are talking J, and J is for jacking and jilling off, which are terms for masturbation. And I am joined by TJ Scott to have a discussion on this one. Hey. Hey, let's start out with another fact. Both men and women use pornography as an aid to quick masturbation. More men use pornography, but this has always been the case. However, women are using pornography in greater and greater numbers, um, and women are tending to um, focus as much as possible on ethical pornography. Now, um, I think I probably better define what ethical porn means because I mentioned ethical pornography in a talk, and somebody thought that I meant that it was only moral activities, and that's not what it's about. Ethical pornography is pornography that is made ethically. So that means that the people who are participating are all of age, and they're being paid a good wage, and they're all voluntarily participating. Um, no one's being coerced. Um, and so Erica Lust um, creates amazing uh, ethical porn, and um, X Confessions is a site that has some of her work that's fantastic and actually solicits the fantasies of the audience in order to create the stories. Um, There's also frolicme.com, which is fabulous ethical porn as well, and I highly recommend it. So more women are using ethical pornography. We're trying to encourage men to access ethical pornography as well. Um, So do you use pornography for masturbation, TJ? TJ?
2: You know, there are times that my wife is not here.
1: Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> so, <laughs> like now? Are, yeah, like now. So, there are times that yes indeed I do use extra stimulation to to bring up the energy level to to make the process more fun.
1: Mm-hmm. So, it, I find that an interesting comment because, you know, sometimes couples watch pornography together. Mm -hmm. Um, but also sometimes people use pornography even when their partner is around if they're masturbating. So like they're still doing solo sex, even when their partner's around, that's another myth, which I probably want to highlight for people. Sometimes people have the idea that when you're in a relationship that you stop masturbating or that you should stop masturbating. Number one, there is no should about it. I try and avoid the word should when I can. Um, But in fact, the research says that masturbation, at least for men, often increases when they're in a relationship. And you may think that's funny, but the reason is because their sex drive is higher. And the same can be true for women, only we don't have as much research. So that if your libido is higher, then there are invariably, when you're in a relationship, going to be times where, either A, you're not in the same place at the same time. Like now, while I'm in California, doing a bunch of different things Um and then um, I'm going to going on to Canada to attend TED, and you're in England. So that means that the fact means is, that is we're at a distance, yes. and um, and also if we're not with any other partners at the moment in terms of where where we're located. So that Very means cool. that we're not going to be doing stuff with someone. Um, so there's that, but also you may just not be in the mood at the same time. And masturbation means that it's easier to allow your partner the freedom to say, no, I don't really want to have sex tonight. Because it it doesn't mean you're denied an orgasm if they don't feel like doing something.
2: Well, there there is something that smart husbands have realized. If they masturbate regularly, the urgency to climax quickly is not there.
1: Well, yes, yeah, so you're you're decreasing the incidence of premature ejaculation if you're masturbating regularly. So
2: you would last longer. hmm Yep. Uh, there, there is a definite benefit to and masturbating.
1: Le- and let's be clear about this. That 20-second to two-minute figure for women reaching orgasm is only with masturbation, right? right. It, take, it takes women significantly longer to reach orgasm when with a partner Um, in penetrative sex, 38% of women don't ever reach orgasm. So, you know, it's important to recognize that having your partner last longer can be a definite thing and a definite thing of importance. If you're trying to get your arousal levels to close to the point of orgasm, or if you're actually trying to reach orgasm during intercourse. So yeah, that will help. Yes, indeed. But I also think there, you know, there are times where, Masturbation it can be easy. Right. We know our own spots. We can push the buttons and and have it done relatively quickly. And sometimes you don't feel like the whole buildup that comes with sex and intimacy with a partner. Right. You just you just want to go to sleep. Right. Right. And and you're not falling asleep. And masturbation is a really quick way to do that. So, um, so when you are in a relationship, it doesn't mean that you're going to stop masturbating. So that's an important thing to know for women, especially because women tend to get, um, I think probably more than men, although I may be wrong on that one. And if somebody writes in to tell me that I'll, I'll happily correct myself, but I think that women tend to be a little bit jealous and upset when men masturbate and say things like, you know, am I not enough? Am I not good enough? Is there, is there, am I doing something wrong that you still want to masturbate? Um, and particularly if the man is masturbating with pornography, they think that the man is, is wanting the person in the pornography more than them. And in fact, unless that they're doing that in preference to having sex with you, the chances are everything's fine with you. That's just what they're doing to enjoy their own solo time and really doesn't have anything to do with you or your attractiveness. It doesn't detract from your partner's attractiveness to you. Um, so... What do you think about that? Uh, I, I think
2: that we have so much programming to reprogram. I mean, we've been, we've been taught that that touching yourself is dirty. We've been yeah. taught that, that playing with yourself is wrong, and it's unnatural. And it's like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. You have the parts. They are sensitive. They get aroused when you touch them. I'm still looking for the unnatural part of that,
1: yeah, there's nothing unnatural. I mean, I think I think part of the thing is that is is that people need to realize that we are built for pleasure. Um, and even if one is religious, one can understand that building us for pleasure would encourage procreation. that's if that's the way you look at the world, that's one way to think about this, that the reason that you're built for pleasure, The reason that pleasure is important is it encourages you to have sex and it encourages you to procreate. But we're built for pleasure, whether we procreate or not. Right. And so masturbation is one of those things that can help if you have particularly religious views or spiritual views. For example, if you're trying to practice chastity up until marriage, masturbation is a great way of helping you to do so. Because you can have pleasure and you can have orgasm and you can enjoy yourself without being with somebody and without violating the chastity. And I'm talking about chastity in the full sense because chastity, guys, usually doesn't mean do everything other than have intercourse. That, that's kind of not paying attention to the spirit of the word but going with the letter, right?
2: And, and besides, it, it relieves the tension. Indeed. chased. Yes. Absolutely relieves the tension of being you chased. You didn't run off and do it with somebody else. That's right. You did it with yourself in a controlled environment. Exactly. No one was harmed.
1: Yep. Exactly. So we are coming up to the next break, believe it or not, very shortly. Um, and um, again, I'm going to encourage you to please, 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 Call in if you have questions or email in your questions. Happy to answer them. Questions on any part of sex and relationships. And um, we will come back after the break and we're going to talk more about how masturbation can improve your sex life. I'm looking forward to it. I hope you are too. We'll be back after we hear from our sponsors. <music>
0: craving more from your sexy lifestyle search our businesses services blogs articles and videos and keep in touch with us by subscribing to our newsletter all on thesexylifestyle.com
3: when the lights are off that's no reason not to light things up lube light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones no more slippery midsection unless you're into that You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. What is your level of sexual expertise? Want to find something new? Listen for Sisters
0: of Sexuality every week on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. There's no judgment here, and every topic is safe and sex positive. So we'll explore them together. It's time to push your sexual boundaries and try some new experiences with your hosts, Taylor Sparks, Paris Michelle Blair, and Jet Setting Jasmine. With Marla Renee Stewart and Tiffany Janae, you won't want to miss a single show. Every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, on the Sexy Lifestyle Network.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to segment three. This week it's Jay and Jay is for jacking and jilling off. And I am joined by my husband, Terrence Scott, and we are talking masturbation. Um, So before the break, I said that we would talk a little bit about the fact that masturbation is good for your sex life. However, my husband asked, did I really know where the term jacking off came from? And I said, I wasn't sure. So he explained it. So I'm going to have you explain it again on air. Why is it called jacking off? Okay. The action that
2: most men use when they're masturbating very much mimics how you used to jack your car up to remove
1: the tire when you had a flat. Okay, the everybody. pumping action. The pumping action. Okay, guys, so you heard it here. Um, and that's why we call it jacking off. Jilling off really was just developed because Jack jacking and Jill, and right? Um, there's no other reason for it than that. And I still think that's a great term. I love that term. Um, okay. So the ways masturbation can be good for your sex life. Well, we already spoke briefly about the fact that, um, it can take the edge off even in relationships, ongoing relationships. It can take the edge off, uh, when one partner wants sex, the other partner doesn't, it can help a man last longer because it's taking the edge off so that he does not come as quickly. Um, When you've got a partner that has chronic illness, that's another time that it can be really helpful because it takes the tension away so you can discuss what sex you are able to have. Um, If you are monogamous and you don't have other partner options, masturbation can be crucial to keeping a relationship together and to avoiding affairs um, so that you are able to... release your sexual tension and have orgasm and enjoy orgasm, even if you're not enjoying it with a partner. People also try out fantasies during masturbation prior to to deciding if they want to try them out with partners in real life. So, you know, this is an interesting one. Um, Sometimes people will try fantasies out in their head or they'll watch pornography relating to something that they thought they might want to try. Like maybe somebody thought they might want to try rope play so they watch a video in which somebody's being tied or doing the tying and they enjoy that and they masturbate to it and they have a quick orgasm. They realize it's exciting. Maybe they'll decide that they'll try it out in real life. But something that's really important to understand is that um, just because something is fun in fantasy doesn't mean we're going to enjoy it in reality. And um, it's really OK to have fantasies that you would never try out in reality and to get off to them. And you don't need to be ashamed by those fantasies. So, for example, if you're monogamous and you have a fantasy of a gangbang, and you're somebody who would never, ever want that experience, but it sounds hot. And when you think about it, it's hot. And if you find some porn, it might be hot. But you wouldn't want to put it into real life, but you can use it as part of your masturbation and expand your sex life that way without acting on your fantasies. It's also a good way when you have a partner whose fantasies don't match with yours of being able to indulge in those fantasies without feeling like you're pressuring a partner or feeling like you're being rejected for your fantasies. So those are great ways to use masturbation to really kind of spice your sex life up and improve your sex life. Um, So we were talking pornography um, and I I did say men and women tend to watch different pornography. Um, There's also differences in the way people watch pornography. So, and I, I should say that, you know, there's a difference between erotica and pornography and it's not an easy distinction to make when it comes to visual imagery. It's probably easier when you're looking at it in written form. Um, but all of these things are used t- to aid excitement um, and to stimulate. So people worry about addiction to pornography. And um, I have a problem with that term. Uh, pornography is not a substance. Not everything that we do habitually is an addiction. And I don't think it's helpful to use an addiction model when you're talking about use of pornography or masturbation. I think it's actually more helpful to talk about when people feel compulsive about doing it. So they're doing it um, compulsively above and beyond. They feel that they can't stop doing it easily. And to look at why somebody is using pornography, I think that's more useful. Because when somebody's using it compulsively, usually they're using it to lower anxiety or to not deal with some emotional issue. So they're using it as a defense, as opposed to the way it's meant to be used. Uh, so for me, I prefer the idea that if somebody is using pornography a lot and masturbating to pornography a lot, and and their partner's having a problem with it, to look at what what is the reason that they're using the pornography. Have you ever found yourself, T.J., in a situation where somebody was using pornography in a relation in relationship with you in preference? to having sex. No. Well, that's good. I don't think I've ever experienced that personally. Um, I've certainly treated couples where that's been the case. Um, And in most of those situations, it was an issue within the relationship that led to the person wanting to withdraw from sex with their partner. And so they were using the pornographies to kind of keep their partner away. So for masturbation stuff, do you use fantasies that you don't act out in real life? To tell you the truth, no. Really? Really. What about people that you would never sleep, that you never be able to sleep with in real life? Never be able to or don't want to. Okay, tell me both. Um,
2: let's see. Do I have any masturbation fantasies about movie stars? A few. Okay. Some because I just find them to be incredibly hot. Yep. And and I know my chances of having anything to do with them in real life are slim and none. Right. But in my own
1: head, it can happen. Right. And so that's great. You can have sex with anyone you want in your own head. Yes. And hurt nobody. And hurt absolutely no one. And you don't need anybody's consent. Nope. Nope. No permission necessary to fantasize. Unless you're going to talk about it live. Then you need consent. Um, yeah. Yeah.
2: Which is why I didn't name any names.
1: <laughs> That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I would have stopped you if you'd na- started to name names. Oh, well, no. I do fantasize about some stuff I would never do in real life. Ever. Mostly because I know that the fantasy and the reality look different. Um, And what I mean by that is, for example, one of the biggest women's fantasies, and I'm sure you guys have heard me say this before, is women have lots of rape fantasies. And that can be quite confusing because people can worry that 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 they think that that means that they want to be raped or if they do get raped, they can feel they brought it on or men can think that that means they want to be raped rape fantasies may be brutal but they're softer and when i say that i mean that the pers- the, the rapist usually is good looking right yes. he's somebody you would want to fuck anyway
2: yes it's usually it's usually not some ugly ogre of a
4: person unless
1: unless it's, unless it's a humi- not. that's right unless it's a humiliation fantasy it's not it's usually some beautiful gorgeous right or whatever um and the things that are done to the person during the rape are only things that they know they really would enjoy so yes. they eliminate activities like people don't get anal don't get fucked in the ass they don't have anal sex if it's something they never want to do in right. their rape fantasy right it, it's just it doesn't figure in so it's very different from reality
2: very different.
1: Very different from reality. And so it's really important to understand that, that just because you fantasize about something doesn't mean that that's what you want in reality. So I do have some fantasies, and I'm not going to tell you what they are on air, because they're private, that I would never want to experience in the real world. Um, and I have some fantasy objects that are definitely unattainable for me. Yeah. There, are a cou- there are a couple of, of, of stars that I think are hot as hell, there are also a couple of people that I know are monogamous that I would love to have sex with, so I don't have a chance in hell of having sex with them. So, yeah, that's fine. They're my fantasies, and I'm allowed to have whatever fantasy I want.
2: Yeah, I I, I, I have found that my mind does this thing. If I fantasize something about something and it starts approaching my no or my ick factor, it gets immediately dumped as we're not going there. So... My fantasies are all about things that I I know I'm capable of, that I can and will do.
1: It's usually about the who. Well, well, for me, I don't automatically dump an ick factor, and the reason for that is is that sometimes it's very hard when you have a thought in your head to push it away. It becomes an obsessive thought. It, it interferes, so I don't pull back from anything that comes up in a fantasy. I just know that it's in the fantasy and it's glossed over in the way I want to gloss it over it's not something I'm ever going to do in real life. And so I let it go like that and that and that's a, a kind of a helpful tip we're coming up to the next break almost. So I want to end with this. It's a helpful tip that to not to try and forcibly push material out of your mind. When you forcibly push material out of your mind, there is a tendency for your mind to kind of fight back. And then well, it can I, be hang I wasn't on.
2: Referring
1: I, and I wasn't suggesting you were referring to it that way, but it, it is that kind of idea. If you try and forcibly go and go, oh, I'm not going there. Oh, never, I'm not going there. You'll find it comes up more and more. If you can just relax oh, yes. and let it flow through, it'll probably disappear. It'll it'll it, it'll outlive its effectiveness quite quickly. Yes. In the last segment, um, we are going to talk about masturbation through the lifespan. And I want to try and clear up a couple of myths about when children become sexual and what is abnormal sexual behavior versus normal sexual development, because this is a topic that really upsets people and really kind of pushes people's buttons. So that's what we're going to talk about in the last segment. We'll take any questions that come up. If you don't ask the question this week, don't worry about it. If you email me about it, I'll answer it on another show. Don't worry about if you've missed the letter or if you missed the particular question. Feel free to write in about anything to do with sex and relationships that you have a concern about or an interest in, and you want to know what we think of it. So we should be back in a couple of minutes after we hear about all the other wonderful shows that are on the Sexy Lifestyle Network, as well as a word from our sponsors.
0: Explore your deeper desires, listen, learn, and live sexy here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to forbes go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure personalized
3: are you ready for your erotic journey Join host Lexi Silver every week for SDC's Seek, Discover, Create, The Radio Show. Whether you're new at this journey or well-traveled on the sexual road, we'll help you find your way with guest experts and hot topics about sex, relationships, and your health. You can also connect with the communities of SDC.com for even more advice and discussion. Listen every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Sexy Lifestyle Network.
1: Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the last segment of the show. Today, we are doing J is for jacking and jilling off, so we're talking masturbation, and I'm talking with my husband, Terrence Scott, about masturbation. Um, And um, As I said before the break, I wanted to spend some time, this last segment, talking about masturbation through the lifespan because uh, I um, see a lot of people get very concerned about children touching themselves. And um, a lot of times there are social work referrals for sexualized behavior that when you unpick them are actually just children masturbating in inappropriate places, which is really, really common. Um, I would invite people to think back, if they can, to when they were a really young child. And this can be difficult for people, but if you can, think back to when you were a really young child and you first discovered that touching your body in various places brought you pleasure. If you can't think back to when you're a really young child, but you do have children, think back to when your children were between the ages of about one and two years old and they discovered themselves. Babies and toddlers discover their genitals and they touch themselves because it feels good. They don't reach orgasm per se, but they do have pleasure. And so they learn actually to touch themselves, not only for, for pleasure, because it feels good, but to calm themselves down and for comfort when they're upset. Um, It is really common to find two-year-old boys, for example, playing with their penises until you think the penis is going to fall off. It's really common to find little girls rubbing against anything they can rub against. It's really important not to shame children when they do this. And that can be quite difficult if you're a parent and you're in the middle of a shopping mall and your child brings out their junk and is playing with it. You know, I understand. But you need to remain calm and you need to explain to your child in age-appropriate language That this is something that you don't do in public. You know, listen, sweetheart, honey, I know it feels good when you do that. And it's okay for you to touch your own body. But this isn't something that you do when we're out in public. This is something that you do in private. And you have time with yourself. And that's not because it's a bad thing. It's just not a thing to do with everybody watching you, just like you wouldn't walk naked down the street. Now, some children won't even understand that. I did raise a nudist who used to argue with me up until he was 11 years old that it was, you know, okay to be naked. <laughs> he would strip his clothes down as soon as he got home. But very quickly, he learned that you could be naked in front of family, but you couldn't be naked. And answer the door when the postman came it wouldn't be appropriate so it's that sort of thing you want to be concerned when children are doing things that mimic adult sex acts that's when you want to be concerned otherwise they're just playing with themselves that's quite normal um and they do it from the time they're very small and people masturbate up until they decide to leave this earth there's no older age. I know some people think that you know sex drive goes for older people. And while sex drive can decrease, and that happens for hormonal reasons primarily, it doesn't disappear entirely. And actually, as an older person, you can do things in order to reboot your sex drive so it doesn't disappear. And those people, and I'm thinking about people in their 70s, 80s, and 90s, and sometimes even the 100s, who have no partners anymore and who don't feel like going out and trying to find a partner at their advanced years, although many people do find partners later in life, still masturbate. I know I probably put an image in your head you didn't want. However, you need to know that it's still something that you can still enjoy sexual pleasure throughout your entire lifespan and that it's healthy to do so. Particularly, as I said earlier for men, because It increases prostate health and decreases prostate cancer. Just because you don't see the flames does not mean the embers are dead. Exactly. And uh, we were talking earlier about um, masturbation and relationships. and The one thing we didn't talk about is masturbating with a partner. So we're going to talk about that now. Um,
2: I'm just going to say it the way it is. That's freaking hot.
1: Yeah, it is. It is hot. And it, it can be done in a number of ways to be hot And hotter and hottest, depending on what you like. So um, a lot of people are shy about masturbating in front of a partner. And I know certainly for me, that was a big hurdle. Big hurdle. Like, no, I am not going to touch myself in front of you. Um, And um, for me, because I'm in a a relationship where there's power exchange, that's something that's been used. And it's something that was used before. Um, That's something that's used with dual purpose. One is to get me to get to the place where I'm comfortable doing it, but the other is to kind of use the little bit of shame as an extra um, stimulation. Um, So there's that. So you might be, if you're in a relationship where you're doing DS or MS or OP, any kind of power exchange, you might find yourself in a position where your partner tells you you're going to masturbate in front of me. Um, Having, you also might find yourself in a situation where the dominant's masturbating over you, which can also be incredibly hot. Mutual masturbation is cool. Sometimes it's fun not to touch each other, but to watch each other only. So that's another way that it's used within relationships. And also masturbation is one of the best ways to make sure a woman is going to get off during a sexual encounter with a partner. So, if you know that your partner, your female partner, has problems reaching orgasm, actually sometimes male partners too, got to tell you, there are some men who find it really hard to come. If you know your partner has trouble reaching orgasm, then that can be a really great way if you incorporate it into the sex of them getting off during the encounter together. Otherwise, being left to finish it off by yourself at the end while your partner's asleep is no fun. Yeah, me too. (laughs) I think, I think it's, it's important that, um, that somebody hear you say that again because most men, people think that men don't end up in that position, but they do quite frequently.
2: Yes, indeed. It does happen that there are times that you're, how can I put it? You're in the zone and you have given them all the pleasure in the world that they can take and you haven't come. And they're like, I'm done, I'm raw, I'm sleeping. Um, You can lay
1: there and feel disgruntled about it, or you can finish the job. Yep. But it's more fun if you're finishing the job and and they're still paying attention to you, even if you're finishing the job. And that's the thing. It's like, if you can keep your attention on your partner long enough to be a witness to them finishing the job, to be part of it in some way, it's a It'll lot end, more satisfying.
2: It will raise the energy at, at least tenfold.
1: Yeah, it's a lot more exciting to, ha- to do it that way than being left on your own to do something after an encounter. The, the, the emotion involved with that is very different. So we're only a few minutes from close. Um, we've been talking about masturbation in all its forms, jacking and jilling off. I definitely want to hear your questions. And, and this, of course, is via email now. I also... Want to hear about your experiences. If you have a masturbation tip, send it in. I will read it out on the air. All of us do it, so it's a worthwhile thing to do. If you want to get in touch Tips, with anecdotes, funny stories. If you want to get in touch with TJ, you can find him at MorlokiFendragon at gmail.com. That's and you know where to write me, Lori Beth at dr I look forward to you joining me next week when the letter is K and K is for kissing. And next week, I'm going to be talking with Dr. Kevin Boileau, And we're going to talk about kissing from for affection all the way through to the deepest of sexual kisses and why kissing is one of the sexiest parts of any sexual encounter. So that should be a lot of fun. So please join me live. We are here at 11 a.m. PST, 2 p.m., E-S-T, 7 p.m., B-S-T. And I would love for you to join me live and join in. And also look forward to M, which is going to be on mental health and mental illness and sex. And I would really love it if you would send in questions early for that one. Email me questions so I can answer them on the show. A lot of people who have had problems with mental illness really do have a lot of questions about sexual activities and sexual relationships, particularly people who have experienced sexual trauma. Do write in with your questions about how to get back into a healthy, enjoyable sex life after you've experienced a sexual trauma, because we can talk about that on the show. And I'll be talking with Nikki Fuentes on that one. And she's also qualified. And so we will be talking all about mental health and mental illness So thanks again for listening. This has been the A to Z of sex with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. And I will see you all next week when the letter will be K.
4: Hey, sexy people. If you're ready to start your sexual evolution, we've got some amazing prizes to give away. Some of the great prizes include Womanizer, the most advanced pleasure product for stronger, longer, and more intense orgasms sdc.com is giving away a lifetime membership to the sexiest online community of open-minded people touch from experience warm it warms your personal lube then automatically dispenses it with a wave of your hand and we can't forget throws of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket. Keep your bed dry no matter how wet it gets. For your chance to win one of these amazing prizes, simply send us an email at info at with the word contest in the subject line. Your name will be entered into the weekly drawing, and remember to visit our website regularly for a list of the winners and more information about all the amazing prizes and sponsors. Go to thesexylifestyle.com contest page and enter as often as you like.
0: We hope you learned something today. But if you have more questions, go ahead and email them to Lori Beth at drloribethbisbee.com. Then be here next Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of The A to Z of Sex with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. See you next week.
3: Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Mystery Vibe
0: is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all. From feminists to forbes go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure personalized